Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I have my ugly bridesmaid's dress and I'm ready to party. (laughs) This is the Southern Belle wedding. Ugh. You're you're in Pennsylvania. You're in Pennsylvania, Topanga. Nothing about you is Southern. (laughs) Topanga wants a Gone with the Wind fantasy wedding and we better deliver. Can I just say... Never, ever would I want. First of all, women were treated like crap in Gone with the Wind days. You do not want a Gone with the Wind wedding, Topanga. Right. I'm pretty sure that that Literally, was Literally, her joke. husband, like, shoved her down the stairs. Oh. Do, okay, happened? so here's a story. One time, do, do you remember what uh, the, the plantation is called in Gone with the Wind? No. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I wrote an entire book report on Gone with the Wind in freshman year of college. And I, I, to be honest with you, I just watched the movie and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during it because it's like 30 hours long. It's so and I freaking wrote long. The entire, um, I wrote the entire report where I called the, the place where they lived one name and it was really some other. And they corrected me. And I did not do so well in that book report. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's not a great story. Wait, who's 
who's knocking at that door? Wait, whose boyfriend is this? Who's arrived here? Is that Tommy's music I hear? For he's a jolly good fella. For he's a jolly good fella. For he's a jolly good fella. It's me. I'm here to compete for the best man of the podcast. And uh, I have been working on my arm strength so I can carry people for the uh, yeah. jolly good fella dance. <laughs> Such an yeah. important thing for being a best man. What about your happy people. dance? I think it's like pretty good. I, it's not as good as Eric's. Eric was like keeping up with that monkey. He gets air too. He like jumped a full like a foot and a half high. It feels like, I mean, it doesn't seem that high, but it looked really high. He was moving and grooving. He was. Yeah. Um, we're officially in season seven territory. I like to call this era of Boy Meets World the what the fuck were you thinking era of like, what are we even watching at this point? Like, uh, Sean and Corey are like sex monsters, and I don't really know a better term for it. But it's like that's all they talk about. That's all they think about. If I'm Rachel, I am like losing my shit on everybody in this first episode. That's it's it. so bad. Like, yeah, this season seven, it really feels like no one cared. Like they were like, "All right, let's throw a dart and see what plot we're gonna." Don't care about what the characters you did establish before. And I think, like, just you said it last week of like they're, they're caricatures. I mean, it's like they pick one thing yeah. that was like about that character and just magnify it times a hundred. It's it's wild to me. I, I forgot how ridiculous this gets in the, the later seasons. Yeah. And I say that I love it. Well, you you decided after last week that you were like, I'm leaning all the way in yeah, ridiculous. I'm serious. I have let go of all of my expectations and all of my hangups. Is that so freeing for you? Yeah, I think I feel very free. And I laughed out loud in the second episode in particular. And just you know, I don't fucking laugh. I don't laugh ever. Nothing I makes me laugh. I don't, I don't fucking laugh. But so this made me laugh. Makes my life sounds so sad. Yeah. Well, okay, no, it's I mean, I've talked about this on multiple podcasts before, but like I am very much a that's so funny type of girl. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I can't get out of it. It's just who I am. So, but I laughed out loud, uh, especially the 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 whole Eric shenanigans. So yeah. I'm fully in. I'm fully in. Um, I've decided to accept it and it is very freeing. It's it's funny because I feel like the big thing like about Boy Meets World was always like Eric gets dumb. It's always talked about. But to be honest, I'm not minding the Eric stuff compared to the Corey massage like misogyny yes. and very awful, terrible things. Like, give me s- silly Eric. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Tommy, that Eric being dumb isn't the thing that's bothering me the most. <laughs> we have bigger problems. <laughs> There's so bigger issues here to worry about than eric being stupid because to a certain degree eric has always been dumb right they just really like exacerbated how stupid he was and like just like it made it so hyperbolic that's ridiculous but like if i have to listen to one more episode of Corey being like you know what i want give me that booty like what Also, how many times are they going to see the word booty? Also, we'll get into it in the first part, but like, how many movies have booty in the title that aren't like inappropriate? Like, they're like, there was yeah. so much talk about. Hey, girlfriends, let's movies. watch porn tonight. Hooray. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of one movie that's not a porn that it has the word booty in it. I don't know if I can think of one. 
maybe like a pirate's booty. Yeah, but even that's still. probably the closest that we can get. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is it does give us a lot of information. Corey is strictly an ass man and not a boob man. Which that's, we've known because he wanted to see, he made a deal with Topanga to see her butt. I've never heard him ask about her boobs before. Maybe so. he, they're less mysterious to him. Because, mm. like, Topanga maybe would wear, like, a V-neck shirt. Right. But she's not wearing those shorty shorts, you know? Like, you're not no, seeing any ass. only in Disney did she wear the shorty shorts. <laughs> yes, only in Disney. She only wasn't even with Disney. him then. Yeah. um yeah so let's let's chat about these episodes we got two episodes to cover here season seven episodes five and six you light up my union is the first one uh the girls are like so excited they're living together they're having a girls night in um they got some movies little women terms of endearment and ever after sarah mm-hmm. have you seen any of these films well it depends on which little women i'm assuming this is the, the old one, one. <laughs> yeah I'm assuming it's the one with like Kirsten Dunst, right? Yes. Yep. And then, of course, I've seen Little Women. Ever After is one of my favorites. It is a phenomenal movie. That is with Drew Barrymore. And she plays a version of Cinderella. And Jessica, if you've never seen Ever After, put that on the board. We need to watch that movie. I, I honestly don't think it's I've seen so it. It's so good. It's so good. Tana, dear man, I don't think so. Yeah, Tommy, what about you? Are you are you a fan of the uh they call them a chick flick? These are these are more like romance movies, I would say. Yeah, I, I love a good romance movie. I'm a big uh especially Netflix has some pretty trashy romance films. Sometimes it's very nice to just throw one on and not have to think. Yes, because you're like, you know what? I know how this is gonna end. And it's gonna end with people getting together and being happy and in love. And sometimes that's fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but during this opening scene, I couldn't, I'll, I'll say I was pretty distracted because they open up with this cheese platter. And I, I studied it for way too long. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about the cheese platter. <laughs> well, it's like a million crackers. A There's lot of crackers. so many crackers on this A lot cheese. of crackers. It's what kind of cheese ring. is this? I think it's a br- I think it's a brie. I looked at it for a while, but, but it's it looks a, it's like a more too, cheese. It looks too square to be brie, though. Brie is usually more like a triangle. A, what do you mean? It's a triangle, Jessica. Oh, oh, I was looking at it from a weird angle. Okay, it is a squ- it is a triangle. They didn't even cut it though. That's no. that's my point. It's literally just a hunk of cheese with so many crackers. Props were seriously slacking at this point. They're like, who gives a fuck? It's season yeah. seven. We don't have to cut the cheese. Are you going full in the cheese? They also have a bowl of popcorn, and I feel like that's my food of choice in this situation. No, cheese. Cheese all the way. I don't um, like the cheese, but for a movie, what if the crackers get too loud? Like, you're, like, you yeah. know, really chopping on those crackers. There's Fair. no cheese knife. They're not very sophisticated here. <laughs> cheese knife. There's no cheese They're knife. They're college students. They have a fucking how, cheese knife. How else are you going to put the cheese on the cracker? Maybe Jack took all the cheese knives, because Jack seems like the person with the <laughs> cheese knives. Like, he took it away when they He, he would have a cheese knife. Yeah, he has a lot of cheese knives. Yeah. Uh, so they're about to like hang in ladies night, girls night. Uh, oh, what a night. And the boys just barge in 
shove themselves on the couch. Poor Rachel goes flying. She probably broke a bone. And they're just like, let the kissy kissy begin. It's like, what is happening? I was more shocked that Topanga and Angela uh, were actively okay with the boys barging in and making out on the couch. That I was more alarmed by that than Corey and Sean coming in demanding to watch movies and have kissy kissy time. Yeah, like, I don't know. We've seen them uh, deal with Sean and Corey before, and it's a lot harsher. It really felt like this episode, they were way too nice. And I get it. They just got back together. But, like, how are they not being, like, be respectful to our roommate? Like, I was, I was very shocked at how much they just did not care about what Corey and Sean were doing. Yeah, this is bad roommate behavior um, on so many levels because the boys just come in, take over. They're like, okay, what do we got here? These movies look like trash. Estrogen on parade, put down the seat. These shoes are these shoes. Absolutely not. We're going to watch Jennifer Lopez versus Carmen Electra on Celebrity Deathmatch in Pudding on Ponies. Okay, hold on, hold on. Celebrity Deathmatch, is that the one um, where it takes place in clay? Is that it, Tommy? I thought, I, I thought so, too, because that is a thing. But the, what's confused me about that is the pudding and the horse. That seems less exciting if it's animated. Now, yeah, it's no, an it's, it is. Horse. Sarah's right. It's the adult stop motion yeah. claymation series. I, yeah, I watched this. this series so much when Everybody I was did. a teenager. And I have no idea why, because it's not my brand of comedy. It's not my brand of entertainment. But I think it was the fact that I'm such a pop culture connoisseur that I liked watching these claymation uh, celebrities go against each other. Yeah. Did either of you ever watch this? So much. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely watched this. Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's a lot of it was like yeah. it was every anybody that you could possibly think of mary he and ashley olsen there was backstreet boy it was spice yes. girls anybody that you wanted to be on that that was on it what that was what like the late 90s early 2000s yeah I late guess? 90s is when it was on this is like the perfect time for it yeah, yeah this yeah. is when it was what like at its hottest what a reference yeah. and so they're just like okay this is what we're gonna watch uh and rachel is is pissed like this was supposed to be ladies night and he's like no this is booty night uh it's like all right um then we go to the (laughs) the student union area you know they have like that gift shop and we find out not only has feeney secured a job for jack feeney has a lot of sway at this school probably because he's married to the dean but tommy he's also gotten a job for eric both of them are now working at like the student you know union student bookstore whatever the heck you want to call it yeah i feel like usually you get a job was there just an opening or was it kind of like did they just push someone out i have so many questions here did someone get fired just so that feeny could prove a point to eric and jack yeah this is our first feeny con that we've seen in a while yeah this is absolutely insane and like the be- yeah this is it we haven't seen a feeny con in a long time and he's this is a way more subtle feeny con than mm. i think we're used to yes. because like he he very like very like references it so like quietly where jack's like oh thank you so much like thanks for getting me this job this is so great it's gonna look great on my resume and then we're seeing eric <laughs> be eric 
uh, he's going around. He's putting whipped cream and coffee for this girl. He's hooking up a couple. He's like, you guys keep staring at each other. No, you gotta, you gotta stop dancing. You gotta sit, look at each other's eyes. This is like a very cute Eric scene until he puts the whipped cream in the guy's textbook. And then I'm like, what, Tommy, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Stop it. Everything's better with whipped cream, Jess. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, and, and I think this is also, this scene shows why Eric still works. Because even though he's goofy and silly, they keep one of the best qualities of Eric, which is how much he cares about people and his heart and stuff. And, like, one of the things I did like about this is it shows that, like, yeah, he may not have the business like Jack, but he can look at someone and just realize what they need in certain moments. So at least he has a quality that's nice as, as opposed to the booty boys over on our other side. True. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think... The thing about the Phoenicon here is like, it's a very, like, I think you said a very subtle, it's almost not even, it's a lot of luck. Like he set it up, but a lot of things had to go a certain way so that his oh, points were proven. <laughs> we will get there. Yeah. yeah. But if you ask Feeny, he knew how it was going to happen and how things were going to go in the entire time. So yeah. it was all part of his master plan. I love Eric in this scene. I actually think that he is a really good not employee that's not what the word he's i'm looking for um he's a really like, good people person very good yeah. people person i think that he would put a smile on anybody's face it's it's like when you are one of those people that go to the same coffee shop all the time and there's that one employee that you really like and they make you smile and or or okay once at the movie theater there's this ticket taker and he would be like click click and like every single time i would want to i went there he would be like click click when he like took your ticket and it's like you go there for the click click <laughs> you know no i i get it sarah it's like he makes yeah. he has that extra like that extra i think that would annoy me <laughs> no jessica you go there for the click click i don't know that i would go there for the click click i think i would try to avoid the click click <laughs> no and he was so happy when he click clicked okay i'm happy yeah. he was happy yeah um but uh but yeah jack's like you know oh i understand why you made eric assistant manager you want him to learn from me yeah and feeny so quietly as he's looking at a sweatshirt he's buying he's looking at an awful lot of sweatshirts this episode he says i was hoping it would be good for both of you and there's the seed there's the seed of the feeny con yeah um and eric comes over eric matthews business <laughs> really gives me visions of romy michelle sarah yeah <laughs> do you have a businesswoman's lunch special yeah he's looking for it also he he really sold that penguin sweatshirt to feeny so i think that he is doing a good job at this at this he's job excellent at sales yeah Tom. he has the, he has the experience right Dude, like but don't give him hundreds of dollars thousands. to go to a bank thousands of dollars to go to a bank hundred dollars or whatever it was no a lot. I mean, i'm gonna have to google how much that is but yeah yeah instead of trying to change eric jack should like take the pros of it there's a lot that he's good at don't put him into a situation where you know he's gonna fail it was so obvious that eric would not be able to deliver this money <laughs> like yeah but, but yeah selling penguin sweaters right up Right up yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get to our niches, right? Also, can I just say it's absolutely absurd that Feedy wouldn't know what the tax is. Like, why is he asking Eric? Like, you live in the same state. You should know what the state tax is. Yeah. State tax in New Jersey is zero. No, I'm thinking of a decimal. It's six two five percent. No, six six two five. Something wow. like that. Uh, New York yeah. is eight percent. Do you yeah. think this is part of the Phoenicon, though? Maybe he's trying to boost Eric up. 
like give them, you know like be like oh you're telling me the text look at you and then you've got that boost of confidence yeah into later on maybe i don't know yeah yeah could be jack doesn't want to bust up eric's people parade well maybe people parades are good yeah, maybe you should have sent. I also don't understand. It's like, okay, we have a new manager and a new assistant manager. They're the only ones working here today. And we're also going to make them responsible for going to deposit a whole lot of money. In the mm-hmm. Also, is there other employees? Like, they just got passed over for this manager and assistant. Listen, yeah. Feeney must be an excellent lay if the dean was like, okay, not only do you get to hire the manager, here's the assistant manager. You know, like, they had this was like you know what this was sarah this hmm. was like that after sex moment where you're in yes. that euphoric you know state and feeney's like hey by the way maybe we can hook up some people i know with the manager and assistant manager roles and she's just like yeah whatever Feeney. whatever yeah yeah or jack and eric are nepotism babies well that's that they always get this feels like a in community where they talk about like the side characters looking benjo at the main cast that's how i feel yes. about we should have got an episode of a boy meets world background get our you know dan our gambling dance and stuff being like wait a second you <laughs> know what? what was it the pigeon <laughs> gambling dan and the pigeon <laughs> you know yeah. what these guys get all the the cushy cushy jobs like this assistant manager yeah yeah, yeah. So he he goes to Eric and he says, take this money to the bank. And he makes him repeat it. You know, take the money to the bank, uh, deposit it, come right back. Uh, by the time, by the time that Eric gets there, though, uh, it has turned into something completely different. Take my mom to see Frank, clean my closet, take a nap. Where am I? <laughs> um, and he's at the bank. Um, and there's a, just a rant, like it's so strange. Again, this storyline is absolutely insane. Where they're like, let's let's put an old man with a monkey next yeah. to Eric, and it turns out he he doesn't he he doesn't have enough money. He's he's short. <gasps> he's short, Sarah. The exact amount of money that Eric has. Yeah, I, everybody's watching this, and the fact that he sees Eric's name tag, and then all of a sudden the monkey's name is Eric. Um, and they both exactly needed $1,700. Um, it was extremely suspicious. And I think us and the audience and everybody knew that this was, we all thought it was a scam. Was it a scam the whole time? Probably. I bet Feeney hunted this guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's a Feeney, Feeney. plant. <laughs> it's a Feeney plant, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy and I are big braining this. Hear me out. $1,700? You want to know how much money that is in 2022? Three books at the local bookstore. <laughs> it is. For like the, at the college yeah, bookstore. Yeah, no, the cost of books. Yeah. $3,000. And you know, 3022 mm. So here's the thing, Tommy. Me and you, I feel like we're on the same wavelength here. This, this guy, he was like, what will get Eric distracted? Eric has like ADHD brain. He, he can't. He just, shiny thing. Ooh, sparkles. Ooh. He's like a man with a monkey that'll get eric to give this guy up the money yeah i mean 100 percent. and now that i think about this more I, I said earlier i think it was like feeny bet on a lot of luck i don't think that's the case i think this all was planned i don't think this is even maybe this is a real bank he bought the bank for the day hired a bunch of background <laughs> actors because like the scene later on with the bank tellers also feels very planned i think that's true he had this planned all along he set both of them up to have their specific situations that would get them to see the light that Feeney needed. He is a mastermind. 
That's fair. So mm. we find out guy has a baby monkey. His little girlfriend's uh, the little monkey girlfriend is Isabella. 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 She's in fucking Milwaukee of yeah. all places. What the fuck is a monkey doing in Milwaukee? All I mean, all monkeys are in Milwaukee. Um, what are the odds that one of these monkeys are Mar- Marcel? Jessica? Oh, hundred percent. That that monkey was in everything. I think it's the boy yeah. monkey is Marcel. Yeah, it looked a little Marcelish. But he's like, oh, I have no money to send for her. Um, and he's like, you Eric won't do the happy dance without her. Um, and so Eric is immediately like, take my money, take it. You you got this, don't worry. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, Oh my god, uh, uh do the do the happy dance, Eric. And so we get the like monkey Eric happy dance duo. Um, you can see like everybody in the background of the bank is like loving this. I hate monkeys. <laughs> I told you, Jess, the other day when we were talking about on community building, all monkeys are con artists. And this is exactly my issue, is that they are all con artists. You can't trust monkeys. I hate them. All of them? Yeah, all of them. You can't trust any monkey, I swear to goodness. Even if you go to, like, the zoo, you're not even interested in seeing, like, gorillas. I really have no interest in any. You didn't trust Curious George watching them? He's the worst. He's too curious. He is very curious. <laughs> he's, he's too curious. It's suspicious. I just think that you should mind your own business. And Curious George is definitely the worst. This coming from the person who is like, hey, if you have medicine cabinets in your house, I'm going to fucking look through them. <laughs> yeah, but like that's not ruining lives. Like Curious George that's is not- like... That's, that's normal, normal curious. And now that's not, that's yeah. not curious at all. That's normal curious. Behavior. Curious George. That, you know, curious George d- has no chill. He's heard of curiosity killed the cat. And he said, I will defy that. And fuck he said, you fuck all. you. I'm a monkey. Yeah. I hate monkeys. Wow. They're, uh, they're just rated really low. Tommy, Tommy on the PSR thing, um, PSR thing, the bracket game. We did. Didn't we do like an animal draft? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I, and yeah. I purposely ranked like the monkeys lowest, as low as they can go. I like tanked the monkeys. Otters won the whole thing, which was very shocking to me. But yeah, I don't know why the otters. Won. Otters are having a moment right now. There's a lot of TikToks of otters, and I feel like that's giving them a boost. Hmm. I saw a TikTok where like the otters stick their little armies through holes, and you could like pet them. But otters are secretly bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you why. But just Google it because they're they're bad. They're, they're bad. Are they not um, monogamous? Uh, they're not consensual. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, so he's like, "Oh, where can I find you?" Is that you why the beavers up. were so angry? <laughs> they're like, we have to deal with those fucking otters all the time. It could be. It could be. Animals in general don't play by our morality rules. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dogs don't look for consent. Anyway. Um, uh, where he says she okay. Can- so he cans over the cash. They do their happy dance. He does. Happy dance happens. Yeah. Uh, then we have, we're at the apartment, the girl's apartment. And like, what the fuck is happening? We have Corey and Sean. Tommy, you were obsessed with this cheese platter. Please tell me you were like looking at the uh, sheer amount of food on this. I literally have in my notes. What did Rachel cook for dinner the last like week? She got a turkey, (laughs) a roast, like like half a pizza. Chinese food. 
We got. Where is it coming from? Like, who, who orders or like or orders or makes? I've never seen Rachel cook. Maybe they have friendsgiving. This Maybe. is insane. There's like everything here, and they're just like, oh, I love how women can't finish their meals and they have to bring them home. Nom, oh. nom, nom. Yeah, but like, who's going to a restaurant and being like, hi, I'll take the entire roast. <laughs> Please a full give turkey. Me please make turkey. me a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> please wrap it up to go. <laughs> I can't possibly I say, finish this entire 12 pound turkey. <laughs> I will say though, I think <laughs> leftovers better than the actual meal. I yeah. would rather have. Well, it depends on what it is though, I think. Yeah. I think like a leftover things... French fry, no. Like, two out of 10. Trash. Yes. Just throw it out. But leftover Salad. pizza, 11 out of 10. Yeah. Leftover Pop- salad is not good. No, I know. That's, I mean, You're soggy as fuck. Okay, this might be a crazy, I don't maybe you'll agree. Right? Leftover chicken wings. I like a good cold oh, chicken Oh, yeah. Wing. A cold yeah. chicken wing? Yeah, yes. baby. But it's, it. it gets chewier. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I like my foods not chewy. Well, and it, like a microwave chicken wing is a no-go because that's just going right. to be, it's just, luke, it's not good. Yeah. No, no, I can't, so, no. So yeah, they're like, uh, Rachel comes out. She's just in a towel because, you know, this is her fucking apartment. And they're like, ooh, to what do we owe this free looky? Which is so creepy. So supremely creepy. Uh, they got a key. Topanga gave Corey a key so they can come and go as they please. And Rachel's very upset about this. They didn't even ask her before they did this, which also huge roommate faux pas. At least yeah, that's a problem. Um, and... So then they're like, oh, she didn't tell you? And so then the boys, oh, my God, Tommy, I was heated when they're just like, oh, well, now we're so uncomfortable and we're going to leave. They're manipulators so bad. Like, it was such gaslight. This whole yeah. scene was so cringe at all levels. The way they talked to her, this is, A, your friend, quote, unquote, and B, your girlfriend's friend, and you're talking about her and to her. So disrespectfully, you should be broken up with instantly and and kicked out of the friend group because that is not friendly in any form. It is not appropriate. It's so bad. You're right. You're right. And she they they turn it around. They make her feel bad. And then she's like, yeah, I guess I do want you all here. And then they get into this whole thing where they start like admitting like what they got into while Rachel wasn't looking. Yeah, so they, like, demand that they want horseradish, uh, white, not red. And Corey goes, red, uh, red, uh. <laughs> And then they want mac and cheese. They need the Rugrats mac and cheese. Rugrats, which again, not dinosaurs. Not dinosaurs. Yeah, which, I mean, the Rugrats mac and cheese was pretty bomb. So. The character mac and cheese is elite mac and cheese, for sure. Um, But then they're like, oh, well, you know what? We have a list for you. We left it in your underwear drawer while we were in there. This is so supremely far past the line. Like, yeah. you can't even see the line. The line isn't in the, your plane of existence. I don't go point. into underwear drawers when I snoop. I'm so happy to hear that, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's over the line. Yeah. And nobody's upset enough about this. Because, yeah, the underwear drawer in the diary. Like, it's so – in the fact they're like well, – They read her diary. The diary seems a little tempting. Sarah, like, you're a like, monster. <laughs> and regardless, then rubbing it in her face like – like, it's just very over the top of, like, oh, we're going to tell you all these things, and you're not going to be able to do a single thing about it. It's so, like, it's uh, awful. gross. It's, it's yeah. awful. The yeah, diary's not the easily number. found. The what? Do you have is to hide that... your diaries now in your Sarah, house? Sarah, 
it is yeah. in her bedroom that is a sacred place. It is probably in her mm. bedside table, which is a no-no zone for literally that is, every human that being. That is the no-no zone. You're That's right. where all the naughty things go. You don't go in people's side bedside tables. I know. It's just out. It's just out in the living room that I can understand. Other you accidentally things. pick it up. You're like, oh, yeah. it's a, oh, it's a notebook. Oh, oops, it's a journal. If okay. it's in her bedroom, they have no yeah. business being in there. You can't tell me that if there was somebody's diary just sitting out in the living room, you wouldn't give it a little peek. You can't no. tell me you would it's not. In the living room. No, <laughs> it's in the living room, but I, it was in her bedroom. So, okay, what happens if it was, like, right outside of her bedroom? What happens if it's half in the bedroom, half out of the there, bedroom? You're not going to convince me this is okay to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm the only one that's honest here. Maybe Tommy's half honest. I am, you know what the thing is, Sarah? It's kind of like I don't give a fuck enough to yeah. I think I think I would pick it up and then I get like anxiety about like the nerves if someone catches me that I would probably like maybe yeah. I look at the front page and then get and then throw yeah. it down and be like oops. I just like what am I gonna read that I need to know about? You know, well, Jessica, how are you ever going to if you never read my gratitude journal? How will you know if I'm giving you gratitude or not? I just have to assume you're giving me gratitude every single day. Every single day. Every day. That's the wow. number one thing on your list was like, oh my mm. God, Jessica was the best today. My She's therapist the said that I have to say something new every day, but that would break the rules if Ugh. I just said Jessica every day. That sucks. Yeah. You, you say a new, a new thing more. about her though? That's true. Oh, that's Jessica. true. Yeah, I could do that. There you go. There Except you go. that I would kind of come up short. What? So rude. <laughs> um, She kicks the boys out. Deservedly yeah, you're so. Out. Uh, she she kicks them out. Corey tosses food back at her, which she throws at his head. <laughs> well, so then I think hard. he tossed it right back, which did not feel like Corey. That felt like now that that's savage. Like yeah, you know, like wait, you weren't supposed to throw it back. Like I think it might have been improvised. It's how I don't know. Yeah, and so the girls come in and they're like, "What's what's going on here?" And Rachel says, "You gave them a key. You didn't even ask me. It's supposed to be just the three of us. They ate all my food." Uh, and the boys are like, we need carbos for kissing. And I'm like, you were supposed to be out of here. Also, were they even eating? Like, it was meat. Yeah, yeah wait, that's protein. not carbs. It's yeah, protein. I, maybe protein. the pizza dough, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's there we go. Yeah, and then Rachel says, they read my diary. Corey says, that's not true. And Sean says, if we did, you're a bad girl. They went through my underwear drawer. And again, Corey denies it. Topanga goes over and she's like, did you? And he blames it on Sean. <laughs> he made me. He says, my name is Sean and I have a problem. I'm like, you guys are freaking sickos. Um, this is absolutely ridiculous. And they like, all they have to do, Tommy, is this little like pouty face and the girls forgive them. I, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> Tommy's um, like, I've been the doghouse for days. <laughs> I'm pro pouty face. Not when other people do it, but when I do it. it... Yeah, it just... <laughs> For me with this scene, it's like, I felt like Tabang and Angelina, like, they do yell at them after Rachel leaves, but, like, they should have been way harder on, on like, oh, yeah, and Sean. They like, were... this is inappropriate, not just for your roommate, but, like, if you're dating someone, I would not want my significant other to do any of, one of these things, and they did all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, totally I gotta right. be honest, the underwear drawer thing and the diary thing are really upsetting, but, like, 
if someone dare touch my leftovers, I will literally cut your hand off. Like, but why it's does so Rachel need okay. a full ass chicken? Because that's her full ass chicken. What and if she was like, rose. I'm gonna make a fucking bomb ass chicken noodle soup with this? They done fucked it up now. Yeah, they should ask. But also, it's like they're talking about her very flirtatiously in front of their girlfriends. It's like, oh, yeah. they're just so sweet. Look, they're so yeah. innocent. They're not. They're, they're not, not innocent. innocent. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, you have to forgive them. Can they have their key back? We'll be a big, happy family. And Rachel, you can see she got she got something brewing behind those freaking eyes. She's like, okay, let's be a big, happy family. And I'm just like, oh, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. She's about to get all kinds of real on their ass. And this is when the yeah. girls lay into the guys, if well, you want to call it why do the girls that. wait until Rachel leaves for them to yell at the boys? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know. Like if you're a couple, you don't want to argue in front of your, although they're arguing in front of their friends. It's kind of weird. They're kind of like a weird, like, I don't know what, I don't know what a four person version of a thruple is, but that's kind of what these, this foursome is. They're kind of like a car. Oh, (laughs) who's the front wheels and who's the back? Um, I think Topanga is definitely one of the front wheels. Yeah. And Corey feels like the other front wheel because they're both kind of driving things. Yeah. With like Angela and Sean just kind of following. Yeah. Yeah. Front wheel right. drive. Love that for them. Yeah. Uh, and then we're back. Uh, Eric returns with the money. Jack's like, oh, great. How did it go at the bank? He's like, oh, I don't have a deposit. <laughs> yeah. Without gave the it, money. Gave it to a monkey. Yeah. And yeah. Which, which we call it's like... He, he freaks out at Eric. Jack freaks out at Eric. He's like, you know, you're a screw up, essentially, right? Yeah. And That's I right. don't mind that he's like addressing this because, like, it is, you know, tend to purpose. We all think it's a scam, too. Uh, it's the way he does it that I think is a little too intense. Like, I think you could talk to Eric about this without being like so like uh, judgmental. I don't know. Like, it was a, it was a lot from Jack. What does he say, Jess? Yeah. Like, he just oh, like, the word he says he tells him, "Grow up. When are you gonna grow up? You're graduating in May. No more me. No more parents. Mister Feeney. No more Mister Feeney to clean up your little messes. This world is gonna crush you. I feel sorry for you, but I'm not gonna let you drag me down with you. Mm. Um, it, it's like it's I not that like, bad, actually. Well, it's not, it's it's not like he's like you're a fucking idiot. You're a screw up. You're not worth anything. I think the worst thing he says is like we clean up all your messes and the world is going to crush you. I think it's like such a mean, like hurtful thing to say to Eric. I feel like you could address this with him without blowing up at him. And Tommy, to me, it's much worse because it's also like in a very, very public setting as well. Yeah, the public part, and I think to me, it's like it gets a little personal. Like you get, I think to Jeff's point, like when you're talking about like you're gonna fail, and we've been just helping you this whole time. Like anything you've done isn't your own success; it's because you have us like taking care of you, basically. Like it, it's basically implied that Eric's not good at anything, and it's just, uh, I mean, again, Eric does need to take responsibility. All that stuff is, of course, important. But I think there's like taking the jabs at his personal personality and him personally is where i was like "Eh, maybe go back on that yeah and so we see this like immediately change eric's behavior because he's like telling the people that he put together in a couple to like stop kissing uh you know put some space between them Corey and sean come for their like free hot cocos which honestly rightfully so eric denies them um and then one of my favorite bits is him yelling at feeney about like this happened 
happens a lot, I think, on TV shows where people are reading things at like a newsstand or like a bookstore. And he's like, does this look like a library? Hey, 1404, cough it up. Feeney goes to like do the take a penny, leave a penny, and Eric like smacks his hand. <laughs> and then when Feeney goes to put it on a card, Eric cuts it up because he looks at the membership sense instead of the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love Feeney losing his shit. He's like, that's card member sense, you moron. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And, and this is the thing with Eric. He has like he can, he's either he's just like all on one side it's either he's yes. gonna be like the super yeah. friendly guy or it's like oh you're telling me to be serious all right i'm gonna be as serious as possible as intense uh but yeah. i will say the, the feeny thing i think good for him calling out feeny because this is not the first time we've seen feeny try to like haggle get out of like uh things in a store like I do get irritated by people that read books in stores. It's like, buy the book. Don't just read it so you can read it for free. Yeah. Feeny seems like that kind of guy. Like, I bet you he reads whole books in stores just yeah, so he doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah, some people are very particular about the spine crack in books. And if you're reading a book in a store, then you're cracking that spine. <laughs> cracking that spine. Yeah. It's um, true. But here's the thing. This is all a part of the Feeny Con. Feeney is keeping tabs on everything. There's a reason he's standing around reading a book in the student union. Not because he wants to. It's because he has to keep an eye on the Feeney con. Make sure everything's going as planned. And Jack is noticing everyone is fucking miserable. Everyone looks so sad. And he's just like, and Feeney's like, what did you do to him? And he's like, oh, I, I know you wanted me to rub off on him a little bit. And so I made him efficient. He's like efficient for the first time and he's better off for it. And then they look and it's the whole room is so sad. And then Tommy, you, you work on, on television. And I feel like you would notice this type of thing. Jack goes to the bank and what the fuck is this music that is playing? It's like this, like sorrow, like chain gang. Type of music. I don't know how to describe. All this music, I was gonna bring. Yeah, the music is so intense and so sad. Both like with the bacon, yeah. Like as he's as they're looking at the people sitting sad, it's like, all right. So just in case our case our actors don't do a good enough job of conveying this, we're gonna put the most dramatic music behind this to make you know that like this is this is the low point. This is the darkest timeline. It's also it's like any it's like any show where all these bankers are in the darkest drabbest suits. Everyone's in like gray except for Jack who's of course in his student union outfit or his uniform whatever and this woman who's begging to get an extension who's in this like floral dress um and uh so she's like i'm so i'm behind on two payments and how am i gonna get my kids to school and i if you take my car i can't get to work um and so she just yeah she doesn't she doesn't have the money and jack is overhearing all of this of course uh tugging at his little heartstrings um and we see like sarah he looks over at these two men like yelling at like the boss yelling at his like underling yeah and he's picturing himself yelling yeah. at eric yeah, he sees himself if he continues to be cold-hearted and unsympathetic then he sees himself as this boss archetype who's never going to give anybody slack and doesn't really see people as humans and he doesn't like that in himself he doesn't like the corporate america type of 
archetype that he can easily go into and this colors his opinion on the situation because he doesn't want to be that type of person that type of cold-hearted person but then he does something as irresponsible in my opinion as eric and once again this is not his business this is not his money he can't just give away money to whom he likes to give it away to yeah and he decides to give it away to this a woman who did have a a, a very sympathetic sad story but hello we how you're gonna get fired you're gonna get written up you're probably gonna get reported to loss prevention what are you doing the only thing i would say in defense of jack over eric is that this woman wasn't targeting jack in any way she wasn't going up to him telling him her story so for me it's like more believable not necessarily that she'll return the money but that at least it's not a scam because it doesn't matter if the outcome is still the same that you're out of the money that the store oh right because it's not going to matter if she gets you the money the next day or in seven weeks like it's gone the minute it's gone and you're going to have to explain that to your manager right? right so i don't know tommy did you feel any differently i just felt like Eric's very much feels like a scam. It's like when you get those emails from like princes overseas to send them money. But like Jack's wasn't a scam because the woman wasn't even paying attention to him. Yeah, Jack's was just a donation because he didn't even ask for the money back. It's true. Um, That's true. At least with Eric's, it was like there was a mention of like, hey, I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'll get you, you know, we'll, we'll make lots of money after this. It felt a little more like, it's still definitely scammy. I mean, listen, this is all just Beanie's scam. This is all just a paid crew right here anyway. Oh, they're all actors. I'm, I'm still convinced because like, this was yeah. too odd. Beanie was reading that book, really, he was just taking notes so he could write the script yes. for these actors later on. Yes, totally agree. He also set this part up, definitely. So Jack hands over the money. He's like, here, don't be like me. You can have this money. Um, then we get boys making out with the girls in the apartment. They're like, oh, we feel kind of bad. Rachel's in her room all by herself. She comes out in the purple number. And they're like, the boys are being pervy and like gawking. She puts on music and starts dancing. The girls are getting irritated because she's like, Sarah, she's like skipping and she's like drying dishes and like shaking her butt. And she does it. Yeah, she's being saucy. I guess that's like the the easiest way to put it mm-hmm. is that she's and she's just like, remember, we're one big happy family. Like families, uh, you dress in lingerie and dance around. I guess. I mean, this is not how my home looked, but who knows? Maybe Rachel's home is a lot more naked so, a lot more naked maybe they have a <laughs> naked house <laughs> you know i think rachel's point is like i should be able to be free in my house and if that's what i'm gonna do like you have to see that like i think it's also like pointing to the boys and basically letting them prove like what they've been doing because clearly talking about it wasn't enough for tabinga and angela but actually seeing it I guess makes a big difference. Either way, they should have been upset before this. But yes, definitely. Uh, Especially because when Rachel's like, oh, is there space on the couch? They shove the girls off the couch to make space for her. And immediately, like they get Rachel's point of like they shouldn't be snooping in her underwear drawer, they shouldn't be reading her diary. So they kick the boys out and take their key. And they say they're not cute, they're pigs. And they agree. And I, I do like the girls apologizing, like, you know, we were insensitive. Uh, we shouldn't have done that, you know, on and on and on. But 
Uh, I like I like Rachel here, Sarah. She's like, we should set some boundaries, which I think is appropriate in a roommate relationship. Yeah, you definitely have to set those boundaries when you first move in with somebody who's going to take the trash out when what days who's going to buy the toilet paper, uh, what nights is it appropriate to bring guys over? These are the types of things that you have to talk about to have a successful roommate relationship. Yeah. And the boys decide to be creepy again, Tommy, and try to look through the people. Yeah, they're like, oh, I bet they're thinking about what they've done. Of course they don't, because it's Corey and Sean, and they become the worst human beings, and they're trying to look through the door. It's awful. I uh, Get them yeah. off the show. We Not don't bad. need boy meets world. Let's just have <laughs> yeah, let's have girls meet world. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. We don't want that, though. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, Jack comes back, ready to talk to Eric. Eric is still losing his mind, telling people they have to share sweet and low and stirring sticks and all that. Um, and he's like, just one stirring stick. Uh, and Jack says, you know what? No, I was wrong. People, like, I thought I had to be that way to succeed, but that's not true. And then Eric's trying to limit people to one napkin. And I'm like, we all know those shitty, like, thin ass napkins. You need more than one of those. It's not enough. Yeah. One is not enough. Um, yeah. but you don't need as much as Chipotle gives you in your to go bag because they I, give I, you a whole lot of napkins. Do they? Okay. I believe you. I feel like I can get away with three. Three of those thin napkins. I can usually eat a meal. I think it depends on what I'm eating, but I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is when Jack realizes the Feeny con all along. And again, Feeny is sitting at the table waiting for this Staring moment. Staring at them. Pretending to read a book. And he's just like, yeah, you know what? You were right. It was a fucking Feeny con the whole ass time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. love to see it. Do you think he just got bored in retirement? He's like, one more con. Got to get back in the game. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I think that he's been missing his old ways, especially his season one, season two days where well, he's just conning people all over the place. Yeah. And like, this is what I miss about the early days is like, there was always a moral of the story and it does not feel like that anymore. We do get kind of one here where he says, you know, to succeed, you're going to need Jack's mind and uh and eric's heart um and like he goes on you know a little bit of a speech about that um but this is when eric finds out that jack didn't actually deposit the money and jack says yeah i gave it to a lady who like actually really needed it um and i'm gonna like work really hard to pay it back and this is when little monkey eric comes in and sits on eric's shoulder and hey it's a big guy eric <laughs> Big Eric and little Eric. Do yeah. your happy dance. Yeah. Isabella's here too. Aww. So how do we feel about this? This was n not a con? Kind this of a con? The, the only way this is a real thing is because Feeny set this shit up. Like there's absolutely 0% chance that this is anything other than a Feeny con. Maybe it's a pay, pay it forward moment. You know, the universe. No, it's definitely a Feeny con. I think oh, we, we all. But Sorry. I do think. I just, I hate Starbucks pay it forward. Can we end that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's when you're in the drive-thru and somebody pays for your drink and you're supposed to pay for the person behind you's drink. But the issue lies where you order yourself one beverage and the and person like behind you full of people. has like a car full of people and they order sandwiches and all this shit and you're stuck paying instead of $4, you're wound up paying $30. Um, can I say how to avoid this very easily? You say no. Just stop going to Starbucks. No. <laughs> that too. 
Have you seen the TikTok uh, that's kind of like this, where it's like you could take this item or give the next person double of whatever it is? Yes. So I, yeah. I do like that. Okay. So that I can do because, okay. So Jessica, so I come up to you and I say, I will give you this $5 or you can give $10 to the next person. What would you do? What do you mean? Give $10 to the next person. The next person that person I'm going to double it. And the next person I'll give them $10. So what do you do? Do you want to take the $5 or do you want to give $10 to the next person? Oh, I don't actually have to give any money. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, well, then, yeah, I would say give $10 to the next person. They probably okay, need it great. more. Okay, so, Tommy, do you want this $10 or do you want to give this $20 to the next person? Oh, man, $10 is nice. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give the I'll give the tw- yeah. 20 So that's the, that's the trend. I think I would hit my limit. Up, 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 up. I think I would hit my limit at, like, 40 bucks. I feel like I'd 40? take 40 bucks. Okay. I mean, sometimes you get upwards of like a thousand, Jessica. Holy shit. They don't do that for a thousand. That's crazy. When I've seen items too, I saw one that was vodka bottles and it was eight. And I'm like, that's that's too much vodka for one person. (laughs) What the fuck? Think about it. If we got double two, it would have been 16 bottles to the next. (laughs) That's a lifetime's worth of vodka. Like, I'm not a vodka gal. Like, that's so much vodka. So much. What kind of vodka is it? I think Tito's. Hey, it's not bad. I yeah, was gonna yeah. say if it was schmeared off, fuck that shit. I don't want any of it. No, <laughs> we gotta we gotta go big. Wow, wow. Um, yeah. actually, that's our episode, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, little Eric and and uh, Isabella. Uh, get the money reading. back. Yeah, yeah I was gonna back. say the the lesson. I I think is like I think it also gives us a little bit into this duo of you know now that Rachel's kind of separate from them, they're reestablishing that like Jack and Eric need each other. They have the best qualities of each other and they can both learn from each other. The other lesson, I guess, is men are pigs because there was not much from the other story. And I did. That's the thing is like, I like the the trio of girls and I'm almost, I'm not sad. I'm kind of sad that like Sean and Corey got back together so quickly with Angela and Topanga and we didn't get more girl time for the three of them as roommates, you know? We don't have a storyline that's just about, it's, you know, it was either like Jack and Eric being part of Rachel's storyline, or now it's, you know, dealing with your roommates having boyfriends. It's like always a man has to be involved into the storyline to make it work. Yeah. It yeah. It's be that way. annoying. It doesn't pass the Bechtel test. Um, but uh, let's go to a quick ad break and we're going to come back to talk. They're killing us. We'll be right back. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. okay we are back we have some weird ass like interview documentary shit that's going on right here tommy is this secretly why you wanted this episode because you were like i know all about documentaries let's go baby it was one of my so i had a a three-step uh program here uh i picked these episodes a little eric big eric cracked me up i love the the happy dance uh and then in this episode it's both the doc style and uh the eric stuff is just too funny for me and i still remember <laughs> this like it that lives rent free in my head that and uh we'll meet her later but their wedding planner also lives rent free in my oh, head oh yes yeah. 
The other one uh, so the, but the yes, the doc style, I do know everything about documentaries. Clearly, uh, working in the industry yeah. makes me fully, fully uh, capable. Obviously. Expert. I guess this is a documentary. They're, they're talking with a black screen behind them. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, we start out with, they're like, we have a big problem. Um, and who better to come to than you? Uh, they're talking. It's, it's basically an entire episode dedicated to wedding planning. Mm -hmm. um which i was like okay fine i honestly sarah i gotta be honest did not remember a lick of this episode wow really because uh -huh. i very much remember every aspect of this episode and yeah. I, I i and it's everything from especially the bridesmaid dresses you didn't remember that it's the wedding planner it's the fires i remembered this episode so well See, I think um, it's one of the better episodes of season seven, which isn't saying yeah. it's a good episode. But um, so you didn't remember it, but did you remember why they were like? What was your guess? Who they were talking to? Did you think that they were talking to a marriage counselor? Did you think that they were getting interviewed for something? I what thought they were thinking? getting interviewed for something. I thought yeah. they were getting interviewed for like young couples getting married or getting like interviewed for Pembroke for some fucking dumb made up reason that doesn't make sense. Like yeah, honestly, it could have been anything. Um, but I gotta be honest, I'm very happy I didn't remember these bridesmaids dresses because I'm going to have to bleach my brain to get them <laughs> out of my memory at this point. Like, I I just can't, I honestly cannot believe that Topanga thought these were good. I, I don't understand. Yeah. No, they're pretty terrible. Make, you don't want to make them the merch of uh, shit 90 they're shows? So no, they're so supremely hideous. So they, so right. The first thing that happens is the girls, so it's Angela and Rachel come out in their bridesmaids dresses. They look like little, like pastel little Bo Peeps. They're like these huge cupcake dresses with the like gloves, like the silk gloves, these hideous hats. There's bows all over them. And Topanka's like crying. She thinks they're so pretty. Like, Tommy, like these are so ugly. And this is where like their character traits of themselves. So like Topanga, I feel like has enough knowledge to know that these aren't great and yet they're like no we don't care this is a funny bit we're just gonna shoehorn to ping it yeah. into caring about this yeah they are terrible dresses uh and i i will say i do think uh that this is morgan's best episode ever oh yeah i mean she hasn't been seen in eons but this was definitely just Morgan was killing it the entire time. She goes, what are you, psycho? <laughs> Pinga. We look like clowns. Horn honking, big shoe wearing clowns. My yeah, favorite moments fun. when she gets out of the dress and she just attacks it. And die, yeah, die, parasol. die. Because well, you got to add parasols. They really put, I will say, um, I think it made it better. I think it made the dress better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this like uh, with my friend's moms like when they got like when they got married in the 80s like this type of dress was definitely of the times horrible though really bad i've been a bridesmaid a number of times nothing quite like this i think my worst bridesmaid dress i ever wore it was part sage green part champagne it was like a two-toned dress it was nasty champagne is not freaking flattering on anyone but it was also sage green jessica i mean green is pretty bad as well like yeah it was mostly green with like a panel of champagne it was ridiculous Ugh. the biggest con of all time is topanka saying like oh you'll get to wear them all over again no one ever wears no one a does. bridesmaid's dress ever again no nope. well, and 
to that point, do you think the move, I've seen this recently in some weddings that I've been to, where it's like you pick a color, but then the bridesmaids can pick any dress they want. Yeah, I've seen this. That's any reasonable. cut, because not every cut is going to be flattering to every body shape. Um, I've also seen people are doing, first of all, less doing bridal parties in general, but also like, oh, you could wear like, oh, jewel tones. So you wear green, you wear blue, you wear purple, you know, whatever. And it's way more open. I personally, for my, I only had, uh, I only had a, um, uh, maid of honor and that was it. But I was like, Hey, would you rather wear this color or this color? And then she tried on a bunch of different dresses. I was like, whichever one you like the best, I don't care because who cares? Then no one's gonna be looking at you. No offense. Oh. You're looking at me. Yeah. Nothing you wear is going to change that. No offense. Oh. <laughs> if I had a bridesmaid, which I don't think I will whenever I get married, I would have chosen black and then have my girls pick whatever long black dress they like black is so classy black is classy black was one of the color options i gave my maid of honor i said you could be wear black or you could wear um like a maroon burgundy type yeah. of color i went to a wedding once that the colors were orange and purple and it no yeah it was like what Halloween. kind of monsters do that <laughs> Well, and then the, then they, the snack bar was all orange themed. So it was all, there was a candy bar that was all orange candies. No, let me just tell you something. Not everything has to fit a specific theme. Looking at you, Topanga. Looking at you, people who do weird orange and purple foods. Like, just make normal food. It's okay. It's all right. You don't want a Southern Belle wedding. Not at all. Because yeah, guess what? I'm not from the South. <laughs> she's Neither not. You. She's from Philly. Oh, um, yeah, Topanga, the theme of weddings should just be wedding. Yeah, it should be, hi, we're getting married. Yeah. What a theme. Can you imagine it? Yeah, you can have color themes, but not orange and purple. What's your color story? I just can't. I truly, I, I know I've, I've, I've been married and I did the wedding planning bit. A lot of it is bullshit. I'm going to be honest with you. It's bullshit. I don't know, guys. I'm big on themes. Uh, I feel like it just needs to be more elaborate. Like, just more. go space themed. Go bigger. Just like, yeah, super big thing. Oh. I mean, think, have I? You know, I always got to pitch ideas on here. Have I told you my my funeral home idea? Please tell me. All right. I don't know picture if you have. This. All right. Picture this. Okay. Uh, you know how motels have themed rooms. So this is Reverend Tommy's. Fun funeral home. And fun is capital. It's like fun mm -hmm. because it's super fun because mm -hmm. each room in the funeral home will be themed. So if grandpa really loved the beach. You take grandpa to the beach themed room and that's where his funeral could be. If there's Is there like a bouncy house room? I feel like that would be a good bouncy option. Bouncy house. What if grandpa's favorite holiday was Halloween? Set him up in the Halloween room. He can hand out yeah. candy one last time. Like Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> So I don't know. Literally the day of the dead. I just think they need to get more extreme with the themed weddings. And wow. I think if you go full tilt, I'm in on it. Because you, if you're going to go full tilt, go full tilt. Like if you want people to like literally come in costume to your wedding, fine. Topanga is at the point where she's taking this too seriously. And she also says the word y'all, which we've never ever heard her say once. She's like, fun, screw y'all. And I'm like, who are you? Excuse me? Who are yeah. you? Yeah. And I love, I love Corey in the interview questioning this, where he's like, what do you mean? What about a theme? She's like, every, every wedding has to have a theme. And he's like, but, but why? 
Uh, she's like, I want us to be gone with the wind. And he says, okay, well, frankly, my dear, that's not the theme I want. And she's like, fine. What do you, like, what do you want? And he's like, have a nosh. I go with Corey. <laughs> yeah. Why is Corey going full Jew in this? Like, he's like, why does he want bagels and like Knox and brisket at his wedding? Like Ben Savage, yes, Jewish. Corey is not. No, we know he celebrates Christmas. He celebrates Christmas. He talks oh, about God you... all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, now. Yeah. I just love that a wedding has like a tagline, like, have a nosh, exclamation point with coins. Yeah. Well, this yeah. was pre hashtags, right? Pre hashtag. Oh. Yeah. Now it's a hashtag yeah. thing. Um, I had a great hashtag oh. for my oh, wedding. What was your hashtag? Well, I can't say it because I'm not going to dox my husband on the podcast. Oh. But. It was a pun on happily ever after. That's what I'll say. Okay. Tommy, have you ever heard of Amanda Knox's um, Star Wars themed wedding? No. And yes, that is the Amanda Knox that. One yeah. that was like, accused of murder and everything. Accused of murder, uh, killing her roommate in Italy. Her a- Allegedly. 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 allegedly she had a Star Wars themed wedding. I. To be honest, maybe that's that is part of it. Like it's like I really need people to not focus on the big elephant. Focus on Star Wars. Focus on the Star Wars. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they have they have more than just this. Uh. Uh. For the, (laughs) for the issue. Um. They're like, they're so okay. They have a guest list of two. 170 people wow how the fuck are you inviting like fifth cousins how the fuck do you get to 270 have we even seen that many people on the show no (laughs) no no Um, they have a hall that seats 80 this is irresponsible it is they're like oh a lot of people won't show and the old people have shrunk so what they're going to take up less like table space you're gonna fit like 30 old people to a table this doesn't make any sense this is so freaking stupid um so they're they're like well we've been keeping it together and so then we're get like Corey and topanga in like the student union chatting about the honeymoon uh she talks about trekking in peru river rafting in colorado and he's like you know what i don't care you want to know why she's like well what what do you want to do and he's like you know what I want to do. Like, Tommy, it's so gross. Make him stop. Why does Topanga want to marry Corey? Like, at this point, why? It, it, like, he is giving nothing. His only personality traits right now is just wanting sex. That's it. Yeah, that's it. He's it's gross. It's true. But you, he, the way he says honeymoon doesn't like that it. doesn't that endear you to yeah, him it was funny. i love honeymoon but it like, did until he says you owe me oh yeah that wasn't good <laughs> not yep. great yeah we've been in a relationship for 17 years you know what i've gotten all that time let me touch something it's gross it's not good it's not good uh, why do you think the yeah. show is like okay this is we're going to go all in on this and I think they were like this is what the teens want to hear about is sex but we can't actually go there because we're a family show so we're just gonna have him talk about it all the time yeah and i do think to their point at the time a lot of this humor did work for people like this you know yeah. this was funny yeah. to people be like ah yes he just wants the sex it's ha 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 and it's you know obviously yeah. in this day and age i also, mean yeah Something that I don't think uh, we've talked about, Sarah, yet 
so far this season. I and I it's it's so distracting to me these past couple episodes. Topanga's eyebrows are so spermy. Oh, they're the spermiest they've oh wow the 90s did a number on this girl and let me tell you we've seen danielle fischel thank god those eyebrow hairs grew back because some of us scarred for life because of the 90s and our eyebrows you're right they are very spermy i think i was more distracted by the fact that topanga has been dressing like a bank teller for the last (laughs) five episodes and i kind of hate that more than her brows like what happened to Topanga's style? She's full pencil skirt, full cardigan, yeah. full like button up shirt where oh like I am a you know our, what's our tagline of this uh, show? Oh, big boobs, no brains. No, no brains, big bi- yeah, exactly. All, all boobs, no brains. brains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. That's our tagline. All boobs, <laughs> That's no our brains. tagline. <laughs> but like, like those button up shirts. No matter how much I want to pull it off, you're gonna I have can't. a keyhole in the middle. You can't do it. You're gonna have yeah. a hole in the middle because you got the boobs. <laughs> yeah. So like, it doesn't work. Like, I wish I was one of those girls that can make that look cool. Like Haley Bieber, like I will never look like her with a button-down shirt. And Topanga, I'm sorry, you look like a bank teller in yeah. these outfits. And it's weird because it's like in the early seasons when she probably should have been wearing more conservative-looking outfits, they were giving her all the style, all the the you know the sex appeal. And now that she's an adult. It's like, all right, we got to. Well, make because her super we're gonna eventually looking. hit on the storyline of like, oh my god, I'm so fat, um, which I also extremely yeah. no, i can't wait to yeah. rip this show to shreds when we get to that point um but yeah no her, her choices of fashion are really strange this season and uh then we get to the point where it's like okay well we got to pick a best man now um it was down to sean and my brother uh and sean is like so kind he's like you know what i know you're like under pressure and you should just choose eric like it's fine don't worry about it it's the right thing to do and it's like, oh, that's so sweet, Tommy. Good guy, Sean. Like, yeah, like this is, it's a tough situation. I, I was a best man once and uh, same kind of situation where it was like me and then my my best friend's uh, brothers and he picked me and I found out like there was some, uh, it, it, was, it, it was touchy and, and there was definitely like, I think a lie told that was like, oh, you were chosen because he didn't want to choose the brothers. Then I talked to him and he's like, that's not, that's not. <laughs> oh, because he didn't want to choose between the brothers. Exactly. But he, was, he was, was like, nah. Yep. I was easy, but it's, but uh, it, it's a tough situation because you don't want to, as the best friend, you don't want to seem like you're better than the family. And yet you do have a close relationship. So it is a very tough situation. So I think Sean just taking his, uh, you know, taking himself out of the equation is a nice thing to do. In In my opinion, I feel like Sean knew Eric was going to fuck it up and that he would become the best man anyway. Sean Con. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's a Sean Con. Like Sean has grown up with this family and he's grown up with Eric. And I think that he knows what to expect from Eric. Yeah. Even Corey says he's going to, he's going to drop the rings down the minister pants and then jump in after them. Like we know he's going to do this. He's going to knock over candles. The whole church is going to be set on fire. There's the fire department. It's like they all know this is a terrible idea. And they all know that like Topanga's going to blame Corey. And then Corey's like, and I'm not going to get any on the honeymoon. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Corey's just like, you know what? 
I, I want to pick you, Sean. But Eric says, Eric comes in and he says, you know what? I'm bigger and I'm stronger. <laughs> um, cause this is so important. And to show, to show him, he's going to pick up Corey, um, as one does at a wedding. And you know what? He's going to set the dorm room on fire, Sarah. Not only is that going to happen, the fire. Okay. These responders are the quickest responders I've ever seen in my entire life. They don't even try to open the door. They immediately move to cutting it down with an axe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, these firemen work faster than my Sims do when they get a fire. They just <laughs> rush right in. And yeah. And then as Tommy was singing earlier, we get uh, in the tune of for he's a jolly good fellow. They're chopping yeah. up the dorm room. They're chopping up the dorm room. And then yeah. Corey says, my brother is a moron. Which nobody, nobody can, can deny. deny. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So funny. Yeah. Laughed out loud. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Uh, but it's like, it's hard to be mad at Eric because it's so funny. It is so funny that he's like, yeah. he's got the job and he messes it up immediately. Instantly. He was doing like the shuffle or the. So, the yeah, I don't think you're allowed hustle. to have open flames in dorm rooms. And this is probably why. Yeah. You're not allowed to have candles in dorm rooms. That's a yeah. big rule. Yeah. Uh, and so Corey in the interview is like, you know what? Sean is going to be my best man. And I don't want to hear anything from anybody. Um, and, uh, and he's all, he's all upset. Um, and it's just like, he's, he's so tense. Um, and so then they, uh, he goes to talk to his dad about this and Alan sucks here. Um, Alan is like, you're going to choose Sean over your flesh and blood. You're dead to me. And then Amy finds out and she says, you're scum. You scum. dramatics this is so ridiculous like this is very much I, this tommy this is probably very like 90s to like oh you have family members they need to be in your wedding party and your brother or your sister or whomever better be your best man or your maid of honor or you fucking suck yeah i mean i do think his parents are very traditional but we've also seen them like break the mold so like it did feel weird this and the upcoming scene with alan again it's like i said earlier the caricatures like they focus on one or two details and they were just like really hitting him home like alan's yeah. this cheapo depot that wants his family in the wedding and that's it he's not gonna be you know he's gonna be very strict and i'm like i don't know i feel like alan what happened to the alan that used to paint the fence for his son uh, <laughs> so that you could go yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, the good true. old times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this very much feels like Alan is pulling from like, this doesn't make any sense though. He's like, Eric, all he wanted was a little brother. And then we had you and we thought you could go through the world together. And I'm like, Eric was a shitty older brother for like five seasons. Like, why does he, and Sean has been his best friend forever. Why does he deserve to be best man? You've also said Sean's like family. You've said that before. You've also Very said true. that Eric's a vo like you literally have said Eric's an idiot that shouldn't be trusted with anything, and yet now they're having this hard stance. Yeah, it's so stupid. So finally, they guilt er or guilt Corey into agreeing. Eric is like so excited about this. He lights a fucking sparkler, Sarah, <laughs> in the house, and no one stops him. No hey, he's celebrating. He's just trying to have a good time. This is his celebration. He won the battle. 
He's ready to take down the war and everybody just watches the sparkler and he it starts coming down and it starts to burn his finger and then he throws it and then the entire back window starts yeah. like going and we know that window that's the same as that door slash window that got smashed by what was it the vase was it a football who knows it was a it was a it was some kind of ball no it was a doll it was morgan's doll that a- smashed a vase that broke the window yeah yeah and then we get these Again, very reliable first responders. Can I say, in both instances of these mm-hmm. fires, if you're watching with a keen eye, there's one fireman who's poking at the ceiling both times for whatever fucking reason, and he's making pieces of the ceiling fall down. And I'm like, my guy, there was no fire on the ceiling. The fuck are you Not doing? Helpful. He's making sure the house is sturdy. Oh, oh, poke, poke. oh keep it quiet. Up there. <laughs> and, then, and then I love, I love that like Alan and Amy have waited for the firemen to arrive, put out the fire before they're like, we have a baby upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Joseph or Jared. What's the baby's name again? Who fucking cares? No one knows. Joshua. 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 Baby Joshua's burning. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I get zero fucks about that. That's what the fireman's poking is his bassinet through the floor. There's literal pieces of ceiling crumbling. I can't. Do yeah. we think that the firemen are just on call for Eric? Like, do you think the reason they're so quick is because they just follow yeah. him around town because this happens pretty frequently? Yeah, and we yeah. thought that Sean was the one that blew stuff up around town. Turns out it was Eric the whole time. <sighs> yeah, and so then Topanga has the fucking audacity to get upset when Amy's like, hey, I have this hideous ass gown for you to wear. And I, I honestly, I can't tell you what the fuck this dress was, but it's back to Topanga's roots a little bit because it's a, it's a little doily. Um, and like the hat is the worst offense to me, Sarah. I don't understand what this is. Okay, so take away the hat, take away the front flap, extend the sleeves, and this you're changing might the be... entire dress. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> okay. But it might not be that bad if you take away these few key elements. Mm-hmm. The front flap is very offensive. I mean, as we talked about, Topanga has let the chest breathe a yeah. little. Like, Although... I'm not saying you have to do yeah. like a deep V, but give the breasts some yeah. air. So I'm I'm not loving the front flap. The hat's ridiculous, but you can use elements of this. And it was interesting to me because I was thinking, okay, so can we make this into her bridal shower dress? Like, can she? use this in some capacity um maybe if we modernize it a little bit but amy said that this dress has been passed down for years and years and years and um she would be honored if topanga would wear it and it's a nice sentiment but of course topanga is not going to wear that dress and tommy it's not even like here's the thing about wedding dresses like you have to like do a whole preservation situation this bitch looks like it's been in the closet getting eaten by mothballs or moth moths. Um, and it's like not even white anymore. It's like this ugly, like off white from like discoloration. I hate it, Tommy. I truly do. Yeah, it's not great. And like, yes, Topanga hypocritical, but it is your wedding. And if you want your bridesmaids in terrible outfits, but you want to wear a great dress, I guess that's okay. I just think a lot of the people, I think what I'm realizing is like, Everyone's just thinking of themselves. Like yes. almost every single character, it's it's mm-hmm. very self-interested behavior. Uh, and, and, you know, 
no one's thinking about what Topanga and Corey want, but I think there are, you could have used, there's a way to compromise though, Topanga, because they are going to be your mother-in-law, like, you know, so maybe not wear the full dress, but take a piece of it, put it on your dress or something like that. Yeah. There's a way to incorporate it for sure. Um, I, I don't know why Topanga saying, oh, poo, cracked me up so much, but it <laughs> did. Um, And then Morgan, again, Oscar worthy winning performance here where she's just like, that is the most beautiful dress. She deserves that dress. Uh, and she's like fake crying. And I also am like, why is Morgan still wearing the bridesmaid's dress at this point? Like, I feel are- like they have to continuously get in it and, in it and out of it throughout yeah. the episode. Um, I really also thought it was funny these little bits where Corey is like crying for his grandparents. Are... <laughs> I thought that was so funny. This is a good <laughs> episode. I'm not gonna lie. He talks about his Wait, grandpa Poppy a... or something dying in jail, Tommy. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? They're rel- they just throw out relative names left and right just to like throw them out. But yeah, Grand Nana Boo Boo's still alive though. But yeah, like Topanga acted like that was weird, but you're the one that said the ghost of Nana Boo Boo. You set up that Nana Boo Boo died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everything's going to be okay. Which one's Nana Boo Boo? Which one's one of the 270 Bobby? guests? Um, <sighs> we meet Judy Haberfeld. Uh, Judy, Tommy. Judy Haberfeld. <laughs> She's going to be their wedding planner. Uh, Amy and Alan arrive. They're just like, you know what? uh this is we're gonna be here for all of this as well and he's doing like an ed mcmahon impression it's truly awful he needs yeah. to stop with all of the impressions um and judy's just like listen the hall seats 80 you've <laughs> you know it can't it, it, i can't possibly fit more than 65 yeah why uh, did we go down to 65 because of all the details i, I, I don't i don't fucking know i don't know what about a southern bell wedding involves more space is it but the it's dresses? Dumb. Dresses are so big that we can't fit eighty. Maybe the decorations are going to add big arches. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is not sustainable. This wedding planning, but um, yeah. And w- we get Alan as Tommy was saying earlier, being really like cheap throughout this process yeah, he's of, only paying for like what the drinks and is it the drinks music? and the music so, so we get have, the musical options yeah the musical options which is definitely i don't know the randos that you find it, um in new york city or vegas well it's funny because it's like <laughs> they made them all so terrible there's an old man who's drinking out of a flask at the exact moment the camera's on him there's two elvis impersonators there's some Marachi looking guy. Some actually the best looking one probably looks like a guy who has the harmonica and an acoustic guitar. We have a woman with a giant marching drum. And then we have what looks to be like, I guess he's a rapper. He's smoking a cigarette in the room. I just thought like, that one was probably going to be the best. Well, I guess he's more of a DJ. So probably. Yeah. I thought that he was going to be like a cool DJ. Yeah. Alan definitely just grabbed whoever was outside the building before they came in. Like, these are not he did not do much effort finding music talent and here's the thing no. feeney comes in he he went all uh he went all ron swanson um as uh what is it duke no duke silver before duke silver existed and he was playing the trumpet and i gotta say he was like the fucking best one get feeney get a couple of other like string instruments or something 
And you fucking get to go. No, it's, he's a, he's in a jazz band, so it's well, going to be some jazz instruments, a saxophone, brass. Yeah, exactly. Listen, notoriously, saxophone is the sexiest instrument. So, uh, so I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Feeney's jazz band wasn't so bad. I I can feel the talent. He was talented, but again, just like Feeney being cheap. He's trying to get out of giving a gift. He's like, oh, oh I'll yeah. play it, play at the wedding, and this then I don't have like to. More give a work gift. than just buying a gift, to be honest. It's more work, but saving that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fucking Judy is just like Georgie, uh, <laughs> Georgie. Uh, it's Judy, Judy Haberfield, Judy Haberfeld, or whatever her name is. Uh, this is hilarious to me, Sarah. I love anytime we get a little bit of Feeny lore, and yeah. I love finding out that there was a woman that he, like, is trying to avoid at all costs. Yeah, exactly. I really would love to see the scenes of what happened between Judy Haberfeld and Feeney. Like, I feel as though there's something really interesting here. But all we know is that they were involved. Judy Haberfeld is very interested and Feeney is very not interested and has been trying to avoid her for a really long time. So much so that he runs out and tries to jump over the fence and falls into the pool or something crazy. Yeah, like he lands that. in a pool. Tommy, he even makes up he had a mission for the government, espionage. Hush hush. <laughs> he was working for North Korea. <laughs> What's happening? It's doing good this work. Is great, great Feeney stuff here. But yeah, how many dates do we think they went on? Like, it's clear that Feeney ghosted her hard which like oh yeah Feeny, whoa you play or you yeah true <laughs> yeah Feeny's not making uh salads for judy haberfeld that's for sure no no definitely not um i i love also can i just say this might be controversial i think Feeny rocks the fedora i think he looks good in the fedora i think he can i think he pulls it off yeah i can't believe that william daniels was able to sprint that fast <laughs> At this age. It's so fucking bad. Very sprightly in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to see if it was like a stunt double for him. Just the just hustle. But it wasn't. It was a clear scene. It was clearly Feeny the whole time. Yeah, and very Judy's fast. just like, they all do that. They <laughs> all do one that. Of them. They all do that. But I plow on. Yeah, and then Sean comes in and Judy Haberfeld is like, who is this? And then he's like... Who are you? I, I Feeny just ran out of here screaming Judy Haberfeld. Yeah. Uh, and like Corey's trying to explain to Sean everything that's going on. Uh, like my dad's being cheap. Uh, Feeny ran out of here. Topanga's eye won't stop twitching. Wait, I love the eye twitching. It's so good. It's yes, so good. How did you not remember the yeah, eye twitching? How did you twitching? remember this? I didn't remember this. Really? I gotta be honest. I didn't remember this. But like when it, okay, I will say. That was the sole moment in this episode that when it happened, I was like, okay, that triggered something in my brain. The rest yeah. of it, not at all. But so the eye twitching is legendary. Yeah. And then Sean's like, okay, I have a surprise for you. And he calls in the bridesmaids, Rachel, Angela, and uh, Morgan. And I love the rehearsed things that each girl says. Um, Rachel says, I totally love my bridesmaid dress. <laughs> it's really nice. It's kind of, and then Angela comes in and goes, I feel like a delicate Georgia peach. Thank you for letting, I am thrilled to wear this dress. 
Thank you. And then uh, Morgan comes over Legend. and, you know, this is, this is the, this is the thing. Like if, if, um, if Morgan could pull this off, then anything's possible. But yeah. Morgan says, I'm sorry that I was selfish. Um, I should have known better. And then uh, she says that she was inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. uh, this is your wedding. I'm going to tell you the truth. She looks back at Sean. Sean looks at her encouragingly and she goes your friends are stinking liars yeah sean favorite paid them 50 bucks each and i would use this dress to wipe my and then alan covers her and drags her and drags her off <laughs> um i do like this dress is too big on morgan so instead of like big poof sleeves it becomes an off the shoulder moment and i thought that that looked better it's a very low bar, Sarah. Okay. Well, then we have Jack come in with the tightest shirt that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, what do you think of uh, season seven Studler Jack? Yeah, they really went all in on like, mm -hmm. you know, no more sweet Jack. Jack is a bougie. <laughs> Jack is a bougie bitch. Like he is. A bougie bitch. And they're not going to hide that. Uh, and the shirts are tight. Yeah, I just want to give Morgan her kudos one more time. Like, great episode for you. Uh, wish we would have had this all season. We need Me Sassy too. Morgan. She could have added so much to the yeah, show. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric is wearing a cape or a cloak. I don't. I remember this so here? vividly too. Like, Eric. <laughs> it was my favorite lines. This one. Jack is there. So Jack walks in with him. Cut Jack. Um, walks in with him. Uh, and. <laughs> He says, don't do this. Look at me. I'm begging you. And Eric says, quiet half-breed. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? It doesn't make any sense. Is it because he's Sean's half-brother? I don't know, but it's funny because it makes no sense. And, like, Jack just looks so embarrassed. And, and Eric is just like, hello, everyone. Um... When did you figure out what he was going to do? When Not he so did it? <laughs> yeah, I, I like it came back to me right away and I'm like, oh no, Eric, don't. I'm like, Jack, I'm like, don't do it, Eric. Don't do this. Okay, so what about this outfit? He takes off the cloak and he's wearing like a Hugh Hefner robe. I love this robe. This gold, <laughs> the gold award for him. I thought it was yeah. fantastic yeah, it's like for a Eric. A bronze moment. <laughs> it is very, it is very <laughs> and Topanga's eyes. I love the more. eye. This is so good. Yeah, Topanga, I loved you. I've always loved you ever since I thought saw you through that peephole in the bathroom. What are yeah. we doing? Topanga's well, like second eye starts switching. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I know how you've secretly longed for me. So let's drop this charade. Um, and he like cleans the floor with his like pocket square. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and he says, what is happening? He says, Topanga, marry me and let's make Nick Nick. Tommy, what are we doing here? <laughs> Tommy's just dying. <laughs> it's just, uh, Eric's crazy, but they really just went right into it and they're, I, I like that it's unapologetic. Like, we just had to go along with the ride. Eric's yeah. going to propose to his brother's fiance. Yeah. Because yep. he wasn't, because he is throwing a hissy fit because he wasn't allowed to be the best man. Because he started a fire. 
Yeah. Two. Two fires. Two fires. <laughs> I think from now on, I'm only going to refer to having sex as Nick Nick. Oh, yeah. See how that goes. Let's make Nick Nick. Uh, Will Wilfred is like in his element here. Like he loves yeah. like adding extra inflections to words. And yeah, the way he says Nick, he's like, "Let's have Nick Nick." Like it's like, so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just I love Corey just saying, "Get him," and she dives, lunges at him. him. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, and so that's when we get we're back to like the they like you know screen grab this they slow motion it whatever they stop on this and they're like you know what that's what got us to here they're just like we weren't expecting this wedding planning to be so difficult i don't think we're gonna make it till june and sarah we get to pink <laughs> again it's so, it's so good this is this is really when i i i was laughing throughout this episode and i think like the eye twitching was just so well done and we don't see topanga funny very often but I think that Danielle Fischel did a great job leaning into her comedy chops in this in this moment. Like she really doesn't get those especially especially like physical comedy beats. But this really works for me. I thought it was great. And I love how she's like, I know I'm twitching back off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're now talking as if they're talking to the family were you getting that vibe yet Jess yeah definitely and I gotta be honest on a second watch I did notice that the as much as it's black in the background you can kind of see the like we're so used to seeing this background you can kind of see the drapes covering the doors and the teeny tiny door handle um if you're I was able to notice the couch the couch that they're sitting on is the Matthews couch yeah and so we get this like (laughs) It's so, like, produced and heavy-handed. Um, They're like, oh, you turned this whole thing into a freak show. Like, it's been way more tricky than we thought. And so uh, we hear them saying, like, we don't think we're going to survive an eight-month engagement. And so, like, what do they even – they even say something like uh, 8 Central or, like, 8, 7 p.m., 8 Central. Yes. Um, which is such a Tommy. This is, like, I remember growing up and being like, what is Central? What are they talking about? <laughs> Yeah, whenever, you know, being on the East Coast, I had the privilege of never really worrying about time because they now living on the other coast. I now I now know. I now see yeah. why that sucks because uh, you have to learn. Actual We're the time elite zones. East Coasters. Everything is on our time, baby. But yeah, they have the invitation and it has like the the Friday at eight, which is like obviously it's because of the show. But that would be a very late wedding. That's a pretty late wedding. Yeah. I guess it doesn't super matter because it's just friends and family. They're not going to do the big thing. They're not going to do the wedding planner. Um, The lights all come on and they're like talking to their family. Again, the girls are wearing the bridesmaids dresses. Dear God, let them out of there. Um, But yeah, we do see um, like the actual wedding invitation. And it says your RSVP is requested at CoreyandTopanga.com. Yeah. And we all went to www.coryandbanga.com. We all saw that it was down. And then we all, I mean, I personally went to the Reddit and found the Wayback Machine and found the old uh, website link. Yeah. And it was zesty. Good times. It's very fun. And we, like, they're talking to the camera, like, after this. And they're, like, talking to to us. Um, You're going to go through it. And they're, like, I don't know. It's so weird. They're, like. I don't know. It's weirding me out, Tommy. It's a bit like it's fourth wall breaky in a really strange way. 
and and they've like done a little bit of this fourth wall breaking throughout this season and a little bit last season as well. But this is like just over like it is clear that they again this show does not care anymore. They they're like let's yeah. just get this last season out of the way. Yeah, they're done. You want the wedding? We're not gonna we're you know. And I don't know if this is the solution for Corey and Topanga. Like you're having such problems with your wedding, so instead of like trying to fix the problems, you're going to just have the wedding be kind of bad and it'll be fine. Uh, I guess that's that's a way to look at it. I guess for them, they're like, the problem is our friends and family. So we're just going to like make it two weeks from now so that, or one week from now so that it could be super quick that they can't possibly fuck it up, I suppose. But like, it still doesn't fix the problem of Topanga having to wear that ugly ass fucking dress. Like, I don't right. know how she's going to get past that. But yeah, like this was a way to tell viewers. It was cute. It's a way to tell viewers, like, make sure to tune in. Like the next week is their wedding episode, you know? Um, so it was cute. Like this overall episode, it didn't, I didn't like hate, hate it. It just is pretty ridiculous overall, but it's fun. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's more fun. Ridiculous than the first one. I, I got to give you that 10 out of 10. So much fun. I think that everybody had their moments where they were able to be funny and fun and just silly in the, in the best way yeah. possible. I also yeah. like how like Ben Savage is like explaining how a website works. He's like, Corintopanga.com, one word. It symbolizes our unity. Yeah. It's definitely not just a website thing. Well, and also I think uh, the you know, and even this, you could have said they're not fully coupley coupley. It's nice to have like an episode where we're getting them like couple banter because so far this season it's just been Corey asking for sex and them fighting. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. and then we're gonna go right into the wedding and it's supposed to be like, Yeah, we care about this couple. So it's nice that we get yeah. a little bit. We should have probably had a little more of a romance. Remember when they had a whole like art episode where it was all about how she's the starry nights and all that stuff. And then we go to this and now it doesn't matter. There's no romance. There's nothing. It's all just goof now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, those are our episodes that, you know, we're moving through, we're moving through season seven. It's a crazy ass season. Like Mm -hmm. the fun thing is they really are just like, we will do anything on this show at this point. Fuck the moral of the story. We did get a good Feeny con. So that was really fun. Um, and of course, Tommy, we love having you here. You've been a ride or die since Sarah. We looked it up today since season two. You've guessed it every season since season two. We got to so. go back so I can get on and see. We got to do a rewatch. Yeah, we need to go back season <laughs> go one. Back to season one. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think we only had two guests on season one, so it's it's yeah. not because we didn't want you there, Tom. It was early days. Well, I'm glad I was here. Uh, you know, I, I'm sad I was on before Chappelle could come on again, so we could have our ba- just Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> P.S. Chappelle, I'm I'm waiting to hear your response to the last time I was on. Skip this one. Yeah. Listen to the last time. Yeah. Respond when you're on, and then come back and listen to this. Yeah. Fight him. Fight him. There you go. Yeah. Fight but him. no, Fight I mean, it's always fun to come uh, talk to you guys. Obviously, you're two of my dear friends, and I, I love talking about this wacky show as as much as i'm like this is trash i i love how trashy it is it is very funny yeah uh, and and just sometimes with tv nowadays it's too it takes itself too serious so it's nice to watch you cannot like accuse this. this show of that currently definitely not <laughs> so you cannot <laughs> Tommy, what, do you, side. <laughs> what do you have going on where can people find you if they want to hear more from you well if you want to hear any more of my hot takes uh, hey, I do a podcast, uh, not about Boy Meets World, but about Marvel and Star Wars shows and movies uh, called Stark Wars. 
I'm on that pod. We're covering Andor and She-Hulk right now. Another show that is not taking itself very seriously, but I love it for it. Uh, She-Hulk. And uh, yeah, check me out over there. Uh, we, we podcast sometimes. Fantastic. Sarah, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? Yeah. Um, so what are we up to? We have our weekly Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World coverage. We are also covering Goofy Me V2 with kfc karen from canada mm -hmm. and that should release this week as well i'm very excited to cover that we have a ton of fun spooky content for the month of october um and that, that really that's about it uh we might do a few guest spots in the future jess and i on other podcasts stay tuned for that you can find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram you can find me at sarah ferguson you can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. Um, lately, I'm always covering community on community building with Josh Wiggler on Post Show Recaps. Also on Post Show Recaps, I am covering the new Hulu sitcom reboot. It is so much fun. I honestly think our podcast is even better, though. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but if you like sitcoms and you like wild off-topic banter, you will love the podcast I'm doing with Adam H because we constantly get off topic and mostly about food because who doesn't want to talk about food all the time? Um, but go listen to that. That's been a ton of fun as well. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm over here every week plugging out Boy Meets World, Dawson's Creek, all that stuff. Uh, so check out all of that. Of course, next week we will be back covering uh, the, the wedding. It's the wedding. And I love how they title it. It's about time. As if, like, they're 80 yeah, years seriously. old. This is oh, some nonsense. Yeah. But, so, I know. But it's about time, and we're going to cover it. Yeah, um, with Cody. So, uh, yeah, so we will be back next week uh, talking through all of that. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.